You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Matthew chapter number 15, we have been dealing on Sunday nights before the holidays, if you remember, with touchy topics. We've talked about dress standards. We've talked about uh, 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 standards in general. How do we build standards and convictions from the Bible? The Bible doesn't address, you know, thou shalt not smoke cigarettes. So how do we build those standards and convictions from the Bible? And we've looked at a lot of those things. And uh, we looked at even Israel. How should we react to what, we're, what we see in Israel and different things like that? And uh, I know I'm going to touch some things in this series that you may think, Well, is that really a touchy topic? But for some people, it is. Now, we're going to use our Bibles tonight. We're going to use several scriptures. And I want to encourage you, because of the topic, that if you're in the habit of marking your Bibles, this would be a good thing to do. This is a very practical message tonight. And uh, if you circle verses or underline, I think this would be a good uh, topic to do it on. Now, the topic tonight is cussing. I, there's so many words I didn't know till I became a pastor and from our deacons learned so many of these words that I had no idea. They just taught me all of them. But, uh, but tonight you say, well, pastor, is this really a touchy topic? Don't we all know the answer whether, touchy, whether cussing is wrong? I don't know. Do we all know the answer? Do we all know? Can I ask what words you said this week? So I think it is important that we talk about it there. So look if you would at Matthew 15, verse 18. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. They defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. When you see something happen, as, as mentioned here, murder, thoughts, fornication, sexual sin, thefts, uh, uh, false witness, or blasphemies. It started here before it ever came out here. It started here before it ever came out here. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. I'd like to pray, and uh, whether you want to call it swearing, cursing, cussing, uh, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're addressing at our speech, our words. Father, bless, I pray. The next few moments we have in in our scriptures, may you unveil some things to us and really challenge us, not just about profanity, but about our speech in general. So help us tonight. Speak with us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are actually a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians who believe it's okay to cuss. A lot of Christians. A lot of Christians believe it's okay to use profanity or make dirty jokes even. When you look at Hollywood, it's a, <laughs> I always laugh when, when I see Christians in Hollywood because it's such, it's such a hard thing to do to be a Christian in such a corrupt world system. But there are actors out there, of course, famous actors like Chris Pratt, who's you know, a famous actor, uh, uh, Alan Richson. There's a lot of these people out there. Tom Hanks claims to be Christian. Uh, a, a lot of people we could name that you may know the names of. And I said this morning, I don't list names, but I'm listing them now. But, but, uh, and they claim to be Christian. But then if you go look up what movies they've been in, boy, you see the, the swearing, the profanity, you see the immorality, 
in the things that they're a part of. And you think, well, how can they justify that? But if you listen to them, they do justify it in their minds. And they'll say, well, God, you know, Jesus used a lot of different unsavory characters in the Bible to get a story across. So, you know, we can play those same characters to get... And they use this, this, uh, uh, this justification. But I want to just say, is that the best testimony? Like, if, if someone knows that this famous actor, this famous singer is a Christian, and they hear them talk that way and act that way, is that really the testimony that God wants of his people? And I want to look at Scripture tonight and show you some things. And, and uh, we all would say, hey, probably everyone in here would agree it's wrong to cuss. But what are we doing with our words? What are we doing with our words? That's the, that's the topic tonight. And a lot of our touchy topics, we use principles. We look for the, in the Bible to say, what's the principle with that? But I think the scripture is very clear on this issue. And I want to show you some of those things tonight. Before we get into that, let me, let me just say this. The Bible has a lot to say about your words. The Bible has a lot to say about words in general. Think about this. God used words to speak the universe into existence. He could have just done a snap with the fingers. He could have done some little, you know, thing like that with his hands. He could have thought it, but he used words to speak the world in, and the universe into existence. Think about this. God revealed his will to man through words, through words. He communicated through words. Jesus used words to reveal the truths of salvation. Jesus Christ is referred to in the Bible as the Word of God. And we have in our hands tonight a copy of words that God has communicated to us. Words are very important. Words are very important in Scripture. Before we talk about some practical things, let's define, define some terms tonight. We hear the word profanity. Profanity is, comes from the okay, profane. What is profane? Something unholy. Something unholy, something irreverent, something heathen, common or vulgar. That's what profanity is. So if someone's using profanity, it's an unholy, irreverent type of speech. The word cuss, and I looked these up in the dictionary, by the way. The word cuss means to use profanity. It means to curse. It's usually referred to in anger in some way. You're cursing someone. It means to swear, to criticize or reprimand in a harsh Terms and then of course to swear. I'm gonna, you know, someone said a swear word to to use profane oaths or language. When I was a kid, parents used to when their kids would say something that they should not say, parents would march their kids to the restroom and take a bar of soap and wash their mouth out with soap. How many of you that ever happened to you? Let's be honest tonight. You got your mouth washed out with soap. Okay, not many of us, all right, but hey, as some of you deserve it, all right? You needed it. But uh, I'm going to tell you what, I know how, how Irish Spring tastes. I know how Dove tastes. I can tell you what the best soap brands there are because a couple times I had my mouth, my, my tongue scrubbed with a little bit of soap. But you know what? After a couple times, I think it took and there was no more of that because uh, it does not taste good. Now, if you're eating soap tonight, then you're like, I love it. That's something wrong with you, okay? But, but that's what used to happen. I want to give you some thoughts tonight from Scripture about our words, about our words. Number one, I alluded to this earlier, your words start in your heart. Your words come from your heart. 
Look at scripture here. We saw this in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. They defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. It comes from the heart. I remember as a kid, I was probably 11 years old, and I, had, I was going to public school, and I was saying a bunch of words I never should have said when my parents weren't there. I remember we played a ba- I played a basketball game uh, against another team there in the city. We were in Germany at the time, and I played a, 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 we had different uh, you know, Department of Defense schools and, and teams that we would play from the, from the military bases. And I went and we played against another team, and uh, the other team had a guy about my size. We guarded each other. Man, he got on my nerves the entire time, and I think we lost that game by a couple points. And I remember getting back in the car with my mom and dad. I can still remember this, driving down the road. Now, my dad didn't go to church. My dad used those words that, you know, like that, that we're talking about tonight, okay? But uh, I got back in the car and I was just mad in the back seat and I was talking about this kid and I, says, and I started to say a cuss word. And I just kind of held that syllable out there. And I just kept that syllable. I just started to say and then I just held the syllable. And then I just dropped off because I caught myself mid curse word. Now, it wasn't, it was so obvious. Probably if I had said the word and just kept talking, nothing would have happened. They wouldn't even have caught on. But because I was like, I stopped the word mid-sentence. Now I'm seeing this in the rearview mirror. What'd you say? Nothing. I was praying. You know, like, what? And they caught me. You know why that word was coming out? Because it was in here. Because when my family wasn't there and I was with my public school friends, I was saying that word. And <laughs> that's why it was coming out. They caught on pretty quick. What, comes, what starts in the heart comes out. And if you're saying something inwardly, if you're saying something uh, and, it, and it starts in here, it's going to come out. That's how it works. When you get angry, what words come out? When you get angry, what comes out? That's a good question because it comes from the heart. What comes out is what you put in. That's what, how it works. What comes out is what you put in. And if you're continually putting garbage in, then it's no wonder that garbage is coming out. Jesus said it like this in Luke 6.45. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth, fruit, uh, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. Here it is. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. What you say has a genesis right here. What you say originates right here. Well, you know, I can't believe I said that. Well, something was happening in here. That's why it came out. That's where it starts. The feelings, the heart, uh, uh, what you're thinking about. That's why it is so important that we talk about that you guard your heart. Now, you can't go to work and and put a censor on your boss's mouth. You can't go to work and put a censor on somebody that you work with. You, You can't do that. I understand that. But you can sure decide what you listen to on your cell phone. You can sure decide what your kids are listening on their TV screen. You can decide that. 
You can decide what's coming in. Because I'll tell you, if you're putting garbage in and you expect purity to come out, it doesn't work that way. That's not how it works. What would come out of your mouth if you were consistently putting the Bible in your heart? What would come out of your mouth if your heart was filled with the grace and goodness of God all the time? What would come out of your uh, your mouth if all that was in your heart was thanksgiving to God for salvation and praise? And if tonight, if we're wondering, hey, why don't I talk about Jesus more? Hey, why don't I, I, I talk about the blessings of salvation more? Hey, why don't I talk about the Bible more? I'll say, maybe check what you're putting in. Because you cannot help but talk about what you put into your life. I love it when people say, Pastor, let me show you something from the Bible I got. I'm like, yes, show me. Why? Because I don't read my Bible. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's because, see, if you're listening tonight, it's because I'm excited that someone else is excited about things I'm excited about. And it shows me that they're putting some good stuff in. What comes out starts in the heart. Can I say secondly? Your words should be consistent with your life and testimony. Your words should be consistent with your life and testimony. James chapter 3, please, in your Bibles. James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Is it too warm in here? Are you guys settling in? Anybody falling asleep? I will cut that AC on so fast, and I will put ice underneath your seats if you don't start waking up here, okay? (laughs) Just messing with you. James chapter 3, your words should be consistent with your life and testimony. Look, if you would, here at James 3, verse 9. It's talking about the tongue, talking about our words. Verse 9, therewith, with our tongue, bless we God. What we ought to be doing with our tongue, right, with our mouth. Even the Father, and therewith, curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing? My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either of vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. During COVID, we installed a couple uh, uh, water fountains in our church. You've seen them there, the water bottle ones, you know, where you put the bottle there and it fills up your bottle and it's got a nice filter and everything. You know what I'm glad? I use those probably every week, fill up a bottle down there at the end of the hallway. I'm very glad that it doesn't come with a salt water option. Very glad about that. I'm glad that I don't have to wonder when I'm putting the bottle underneath there, ooh, is it just going to accidentally throw out some salt water or not? No, that's, that's gross. can't drink salt water. It's not good for you. But uh, uh, it's saying it's inconsistent to do that. And what the Bible's saying here is when you see water springing up, it's not sending salt water and regular water. It doesn't follow what we believe to have praises coming out of our mouth one day and curses the next day. That's inconsistent with what we claim as Christians. To say, hey, I'm going to speak how great God is, how great thou art, I'm singing it. And then how dare you, you blankety blank. Those things are inconsistent to bless God and curse men at the same time. your, Your words should be consistent with your life and testimony. How you speak, 
You claim to be a Christian at church. You want to live for God at church. But when you're at work, you're supposed to be consistent with that. And live that way at work too. That's how it works. How, how can we praise God and curse our brothers and sisters in Christ? How can we praise God and talk bad about somebody else at church? How can we praise God and say, hey, I'm here to worship the Lord and sing about how much I love Jesus. But then you got dirt to talk about with somebody else in here tonight. That, that's inconsistent. That's inconsistent with the way you're supposed to live. We're going to praise God but cuss out our boss. That, that's, that's not the right way. I had, a, I had a college student that I went to college with, of course. And uh, I've told you this story before. Uh, he had been kicked out four times, three times. I mean, kicked out three times. He was a pastor's son. Kicked out for his attitude and his behavior three times. And I think there was a four-limit max that you could be kicked out. That was it. And me and my roommate... We weren't having any problems. We are having a great time. And they said, you know what? We're going to stick in with you guys because you'll be a good influence. And I was like, oh, man. You know, we don't want this guy. I've played basketball against him. He drives me nuts. But we didn't have a choice in the matter. So comes into our room, and we welcome him with open arms. We're like, hey, man. And my, my, my roommate and I were friends for a long time. We're like, we're going we're gonna to help this guy. He's struggled through college. He's been here as long as me. He's been kicked out three times. I think he's still a freshman. I'm a senior, you know. I'm going to help this guy somehow. Within four weeks, he was kicked out again for good. Came into the room and throwing things in a bag. And I was like, oh, man, what happened? What's going on? He said, I'm out of here. Why? Because people at work are lying about me. What? He said, I got fired and they lied and said I did something I didn't do. And so now I got kicked out. And I said, well, what did they say you did? Well, they said I cussed out my boss. But I didn't. That's crazy. I wouldn't do that. So then I go and... The kid, the, this young man does get kicked out. And someone else that worked there that I knew said, hey, uh, do you know the story about your roommate? No, what's going on? I heard, you know, he said he absolutely cussed him out. I was right there next to him. Like, what are you doing? And he is just laying into his boss. What a great testimony to that unsaved boss that this guy from the Bible college cussed him out. That was an inconsistency. You see, your words, they start in your heart, but your words should be consistent with the life that you have in Christ and your testimony. But thirdly, I want to say this, your, your words should be chosen carefully. Go back to Matthew, Matthew 12, please. Matthew 12 tonight. Matthew chapter 12. Your words should be chosen carefully. Look at Matthew chapter 12, we'll look at verse 35 through 37. It says there in verse 35, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. Look at verse 36, But I say unto you, Jesus speaking here, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now Jesus is dealing with a group of people that are uh, malignant towards him and angry towards him. I think it's very important to just remember this about this text. God is listening. <laughs> 
God is listening to everything. And he sees the heart and he hears the words that reveal our character. God is listening. Reminds me of a meme I saw. And it was just, and it said, my wife asked me why I spoke so quietly around the house. I said I was afraid the government government was listening. She laughed, I laughed, Alexa laughed, and Siri laughed. Yeah, that's about it, isn't it? Why? Because someone's always listening, right? Be careful, little ears, what you hear. You got to be careful around your kids. See, say something, they're going to repeat that. They're going to say, oh, yeah, you're the one my dad said was this. You're the one my mom said was a loser. You know, you got to be careful. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, please. Ephesians chapter 4. We're worried about the government bugging us. It's amazing. You can speak something next to your phone and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting a Taylor guitar. And you open your phone and there's an advertisement for Taylor guitars. And it's like, hmm. Seems like Siri's listening. Hey, Siri. I want to see if any phones went off in here. But God is listening. You know, when you tell a dirty joke, God hears it. You know, when you criticize authority, God heard that too. You know, when you spoke harshly to somebody else, God heard that when you said that. You know, when you made that promise to somebody that you had no intention of keeping, God heard you make that promise. You know, when you made fun of that person behind their back or even to their face, God heard what you said. You know, when you spoke negatively, you murmured and you complained, God was listening in. You know, when you took the Lord's name in vain, you heard that too. You know, when you got angry and said those words, God was listening. He heard it all, every word. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 29. Here it is, very simply. What does the Bible say about cursing? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. None. But that which is good to the use of edifying, building up, in other words, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed in the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. In 1 Peter 3.10 it says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. With these thoughts in mind that I gave you tonight, With the thoughts of the scriptures that we read, and with the ideas of the words that start in your heart, and the ideas that our words should be consistent with our life and testimony, and the idea that we need to choose our words very carefully because there is someone who always hears. Let's apply some of these principles to the way we talk and to some of the questions we may have. 
What about sexual innuendo and dirty jokes? What about jokes about anatomy? Does that line up with what we believe from the Bible? What about taking the name of the Lord in vain? Texting OMG, which stands for, you know what it stands for, taking the name of the Lord God in vain. What about that? Does that line up with corrupt communication? Or line up with edifying communication? What about Christian cussing, so to speak? There's no, no such thing as Christian cussing. It's like there's no such thing as Christian alcohol or Christian rock music. There's no such thing. But, but what about when we, when we use words or euphemisms, we take a curse word and we switch a couple letters around and we use that word instead of the curse word. We mean the exact same thing as the curse word, but we just change a few letters so it doesn't sound as bad. Does that line up? Does that line up with what we believe scripturally? How about negativity and pessimism? If I remember right, it was the children of Israel that were punished over and over again for negativity and pessimism, for murmuring and complaining. If I remember right, that that God judged a lot of people because uh, 12 men were, 12 spies were sent into Canaan and and they all came back, but 10 of them brought an evil report and two of them said, no, the Lord God said, we got this, well, we got this. But those other 10 were punished. Does negativity and pessimism, does that line up with what we believe from the Bible? How about watching and listening to things that contain this? See, we we talk a lot in church. We talk a lot about walking the walk and not just talking the talk. But can I tell you something? You also got to talk the talk. You also got to speak like a Christian. You also got to talk about things that matter to God. One verse that I love so much, I'll leave with you tonight, is on your screen here. Psalm 1914. Let the words of my mouth, the words of my mouth, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And I ask you, were your words this week acceptable in God's sight? Were the words and was the meditation of your heart acceptable in God's sight? I don't know why cussing would be a touchy topic, but for some Christians it really is. But I will say this, it is very clear in Scripture that no corrupt communication should proceed out of your mouth. We're all guilty. I'm not saying we all cuss. I'm saying we're all guilty of not of negativity, griping, complaint. I understand But I think we need to take more seriously the words that we say. How are your words this week? Would you mind if we had a transcript of what you talked about this week and we read it to the church tonight? I want to just remind you, this was the prayer of David. He was saying, Lord, I want my speech and my heart to be acceptable to you. Why? Because God hears it. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth.